Hello everyone and welcome to The Three Ball. I am your host Sam and in today's podcast we are going to be recapping the NBA Finals as they have now concluded and the Denver Nuggets have won the 2023 NBA Finals, the NBA Championship, winning this series 4-1 to and from start to finish it was just an impressive series win but I would like to you know, start this podcast by congratulating the Denver Nuggets I feel like they've been the most complete team from start to finish the entire year. You look at their regular season, they finished top of their Western, top of the Western Conference, and overall they were probably fourth in the entire league in the regular season because you had those teams in the East. You had Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, all who were 1-2-3, and they all had really good seasons respectively, but none of them had the same playoff success as the Denver Nuggets did as they were able to, to take it all the way. And throughout the playoffs, they weren't really ever in a sketchy situation. Like, you look at all of their series from start to finish. The Minnesota series, there was no doubt in, in anyone's mind about that. Even in the Phoenix series, that was probably the one that you would have said it was the most, most sketchy, honestly. But I feel like they handled that one really well. They got out of there in six. And the Lakers series, they just blew right by the Lakers. The Lakers stood no shot in, in that series at all. And then in this series... Even from Game 1, if you would only watch Game 1, you're like, yeah, this team is the better team. Miami won Game 2, made it interesting, but after that, it was all Denver Nuggets. And I feel like Game 3 wasn't super-duper close either. Game 4 was maybe a little bit closer. No, again, no, no, Game 3 and Game 4 were about the same. They're both 15, 13 points. So neither one of those games were... You know, were, were, were in, in, in range of being lost by Denver. So they were really in, in good situations, you know, in Game 3 and Game 4. Game 5 was a little bit closer, but they did end up pulling it out. And I'm going to talk more about the series in a second. But I, I just want to start this podcast. Or I already technically already did, but y'all know what I mean. I want to start by talking about Nikola Jokic. Before I do that, I need to do a very, very brief housekeeping I am recording this in a hotel, so if the audio is trash, it's because I am on a very mid microphone. I'm not on a good one. This microphone's kind of trash, but it it will work. It will suffice, and I'm trying to get you know, y'all. I want to talk about the NBA Finals, and hopefully, y'all want to hear me talk about it. And so that's what I'm doing here today. From here on out, there's just going to be there's just going to be off-season guides until the NBA draft. I, I plan on doing a mock draft either the day before or the day of the NBA draft. I don't know how my, I don't know how my off-season guides line up with that, but that's how I'm going to handle that. Then afterwards, I'll probably take a little bit of a break. I need a breather, and unless there's a trade or something, y'all know. And then I'm going to talk about free agency, but I'm, I'm headed back to the States for a free agency, so I don't know how many podcasts I can do then. But that's besides the point. This is the last game of the 2023 season, and obviously it's saddening, but congrats to the Nuggets, as I said. Going back now to Nikola Jokic, this was a, this was a career-defining series for, for, for many reasons. The obvious one is right, or the obvious one is like, he got his ring, right? He solidified himself as one of not only the greatest centers of all time, but as one of the greatest players of all time, straight up. He, he, he really just did put himself in that upper echelon. If he wasn't there already, you know, he's already got them two MVPs. But he's a guy, right, second-round pick, drafted during a Taco Bell, <laughs> Taco Bell commercial, and he ended up, you know, two MVPs, led this Nuggets team, you know, to the NBA Finals this year, and they've won it. That's a pretty impressive resume. And Nikola Jokic is not an old basketball player. He's 27 years old. He'll probably be... I don't know how old he'll be to start. How old he will be to start next season? He'll be 27 or 28. I can look that up at the right right now. But 
he won't be that old. He, actually, he's already 28 right now. But still, that's not super old. That's not super old. He still has 10 years left in this league. That's a lot of time. That is a lot of time. His career isn't even halfway over yet. He's got a lot of time to build up that resume. And this win, like this series win, puts him up in, into that upper echelon of, of centers, you know? Um, you know he, he's, he's getting closer to that Kareem Wilt Shaq type of range. Right now, he's probably in the Hakeem range. That's where I'd probably put him. I'd put him in the same category as Hakeem. I, I don't know. You know where I, I, other names are just blanking, but those, those would be the guys that I would have up there right now at the, at the moment. But if you look, if you compare his career and Jokic, Jokic and Hakeem's careers, they're pretty similar. They're honestly pretty similar. You have two two rings and an MVP for Hakeem, I do believe, and then Jokic. You obviously have the two MVPs and a ring. And for me, I see it. I don't know if Hakeem got Finals MVP those years. He probably did, but the way I see it, if you're the best player on a championship team. I value that the exact same much as I value, maybe even a little bit more than an MVP, to be honest. So if Akeem, I still think, is maybe that maybe that slight bit ahead of Jokic, but I, I would 100% expect Jokic to surpass Akeem Olajuwon, which is kind of crazy, but it's cra- kind of crazy that I'm, I'm able to see greatness like this right now. But Nikola Jokic, just a fantastic basketball player, and this win just does a lot for him. You know, and we all, we all talk about legacy, right? I've been talking about legacy. But just for him, right? It's like I just won an NBA championship. He doesn't. He seems Jokic like he just doesn't, doesn't seem to care about anything. Right? <laughs> he doesn't really seem to care that much about the game of basketball. But he clearly does. He loves this game. Why else would he play to the level he does? It, it's a huge moment for him, for his family. So congratulations to Jokic. He deserves a lot of credit, obviously, winning Finals MVP, as he as he well deserved. He a hundred percent deserved it. And I, I, I want to keep talking about the Denver Nuggets for, for just a little bit. This series, they just had performances all over, the, all over the place. Game one, you had Aaron Gordon, who helped this team get a win. Game three, it was Christian Brown's turn to step up. Game four, you had Gordon again, along with Bruce Brown. Those guys stepped up and won in that game. And then game five was a tough, grindy defensive win. That the, the Denver just went out there and they wanted it more. I, I'm going to talk more about Game 4 and Game 5. Right now, I'm still talking about the Denver Nuggets, at least for now. But if you look at the stats throughout this this series, you had Nikola Jokic, 30 points, 30.2 points, 14 rebounds, only 7.2 assists. That's because Miami was trying to take away all his other options, which is honestly the best strategy. I think that's the best way to stop Nikola Jokic because he's added that one v one v, you know that one on one aspect to his game. He has added that, which just makes him so difficult to 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 game plan for, so difficult to guard when it comes down to it. And the really only thing you can do is take away his other his other you know options. And Miami did that, and it did, did, didn't really work. But Miami, I just felt like, was outmatched the entire series. From from the start, I felt like Miami was simply put outmatched, and I don't think that was their fault. I think it was just a personnel thing. They they were just not not as good of not not as good of a team as this Nuggets team for, from top to bottom. That that's just how I've seen it. But if you look at the rest of this team, their performances were good. I mean, Jamal Murray had twenty one. He averaged twenty one point four points and six point two rebounds and ten assists. He had that triple double in game three. I want to say I want to say that was game three that he had a triple double. I could be wrong about that, but I'm fairly certain it was game three. But if you look at Jamal Murray, if you look at his stats, it, like in in the other series, let me see if I can pull them up. 
In the Lakers series, Jamal Murray averaged, he averaged 32.5 points in the Lakers series. Not as many assists, but he averaged a lot of points in that Lakers series. In the Phoenix series, he averaged 20, about 25 points. Still really good. And then in the Minnesota series, he averaged about 27 points. So statistically, it was not as good of a series for Jamal Murray. Obviously, he did get more, you know, he, he did get more assists in, in the finals, which... Honestly, Denver probably needed a little bit more. So that's you know Jamal Murray still having an incredible impact, and he had a he had a great series, and 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 just just about Jamal Murray in general, right? He's a guy who he was injured last year, right? Denver was a six seed; they lost in the first round. Jamal Murray's been been injured, right? That that that's really derailing for a player, right? Being injured really sucks. It really sucks, and. Especially as an NBA player, especially in, in I forget which ex- he had an ACL, like an ACL injury could be career ending. That has like some super serious and like like implications to it, rather than just one season, right? That that's really devastating. That can be really devastating to players. I, I that may have been the Derrick Rose injury. I forget what what exact what exact you know what what exactly was the Derrick Rose injury, but. You, it was ACL. It was ACL, and and you, you never want to see a player go down with that type of an injury because it could really derail their career, and that that could just be bad for you know the player and the team. There are so many things to be bad for, but most importantly, the individual, not the player Jamal Murray, the individual Jamal Murray, and this team has had faith in him, right? And this team, from top to bottom, from coaching staff to players, this team has had faith in Jamal Murray to come back and lead this team, and guess what? He's done that. And the fact that this team had the confidence in Jamal Murray, you know, is not only beneficial to the team who still trust him and, you know, trusted him when he came back, but it's also super encouraging for Jamal Murray. You know, he's like, I've been injured. My team could very easily be like, well, we've been playing without you. You know, we, don't, we can't really expect you to be healthy. We, we, we can sort of move on without you in the fold. They clearly have not moved on. They needed Jamal Murray throughout this playoff run in this finals. They've needed him. And so it's just uplifting for Jamal Murray. It's uplifting for the Nuggets. So that's, that's, really, that's really nice to see on both sides, on the Murray side, on the Nuggets side. Just, just great, great, great stuff from the two, from the two sides there. And one, one more thing about Nikola Jokic before I talk. Or never mind, never mind. Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about these games, games four and games five, because I did talk about games one through three in a different podcast. So I want to talk a little bit about game four and game five. Game four, I was only able to watch like the second half of it. So it was close game at halftime. And then the Nuggets came out early in the, in the third quarter and took the lead. And they just ran with it. And in this game, it was the Aaron Gordon show. I, 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 have, I've, I, said, I, I haven't watched most of his shots, but it was the Aaron Gordon show. And he shot three of four from three. Aaron Gordon does not usually have that in his his game. He shot 3 of 4 from 3, 11 of 15 from the field in total. Just a great game out of him. They really, really needed that. It allowed Jokic to sort of take a back seat. He only had 23 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. He's still a really, really good game. It was nearly a 5 by 5 But it allowed him to sort of take a back seat, because Aaron, or not take a back seat, but just lighten the scoring load a little bit because Aaron Gordon was doing a lot of that. And then you had Bruce Brown off the bench. He had a phenomenal game, especially in the fourth quarter. Let me, let me see if I can pull up his fourth quarter stats. In the fourth quarter alone, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown, 11 points on 4-5 or five shooting. He came in and gave this team energy. The Nuggets are going to need to keep him around this offseason. I do believe he's a player option, 
and I feel like he's going to be a player that a lot of teams are going to desire. But I, I, at the end of the day, he, you know, the Nuggets should be happy, bro. They, I think they can keep him around because he, he'll probably be happy. They just want to ring. And Bruce Brown plays at the end of games over Michael Porter Jr., who just didn't have a great series. But I'll talk more about him later. But Bruce Brown, a great game four. He came off the bench, like I said, that fourth quarter, he, fourth quarter, he just started it. He just started that push. And it just, it just killed Miami. It killed all their momentum as as, as, the, as the Nuggets rolled to rolled to the win at the end of the game. And on, on Miami's side of things, right, once again, they did not shoot the ball great. They shot 32% from three, 8 of 25 total. On the, on the, as for Denver, they shot 50% from three. That was honestly the difference in this one. Miami just did not shoot the ball well. And that's just how it goes. Bam Adebayo had another good game, but once again, the Nuggets were able to limit Jimmy Butler. 25 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. But he only took 17 shots. He only took 9 free throws. Just limiting Jimmy Butler as much as possible. And they did that, and they won this game. They won Game 4 pretty handily. You know, they, they, won it by, they won it by 13 when it was all said and done. Or they won it by 15. I don't, I don't know. I don't, it looks like it's 13. I, I have different scores pulled up. It looks like it's thir- it is 13. It's definitely 13. They won this game by 13 points on the road to, they went into Miami. They won two games in the, in the Kaseya Center. I believe it's called the Kaseya Center. They won two games down there. Not one, two. That's really impressive. That shows a lot of resilience from this Denver team to go on the other team's court, take both games. Say, we're not only going to take home court advantage, but we're going to take a 3-1 lead. We're going to make you win three straight games. And Miami was just unable to do it. They're just unable to do it. And then game game four, game five rolls around, right? Miami has an early lead. They're up by 10 early on in this game. Denver slowly but surely starts the fight back. They get the lead in the early, late fourth quarter. Miami takes it back. It's a little bit of back-and-forth basketball, which is really exciting because we didn't really have that this series. Like from 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 just a fan standpoint, like from 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 just a game, you know how exciting are the games? This series was not honestly super exciting, to be to be quite honest. Game two is probably the most exciting one because Miami made, Miami did stage that comeback. That was probably the most exciting one, followed by this game five. Obviously, or maybe this one you could argue this one was more for different reasons, but. With four minutes to go, Denver was up by seven, and Miami started to claw their way back into this thing. They got it down to one, and then they took the lead with a Jimmy Butler jump shot. Then Jokic had a layup. I did watch the 10-minute highlights for this one. I forgot to say I was unable to watch this because the game started at 2.30, and I don't want to wake up at 2.30. Honestly, I don't want to wake up at 2.30 when I have no sleep because I was just on a plane. So I'm sorry. I have my reasons for not watching the game, although I did want to. And then Bruce Brown had a put-back layup. Then that gave Denver the lead 90-89. to 89. And then from there, they just, you know, turnover on Miami. KCP got a steal, made both free throws. And from there was history. You know, from there from there was history. And Denver Nuggets took this game, and they won it. And once again, they were able to limit Jimmy Butler. Sure, Jimmy Butler had 13 points in the fourth quarter. He had eight before that. He had eight before that. In this game, he had 21 points, 5 of 18 shooting. That number seems very... Uh, very reminiscent of another another superstar MVP player in Joel Embiid, but I don't think Jimmy Butler has any any sort of you know bad playoff narrative surrounding him that Joel Embiid might have. So I'm not I'm no I'm in no way comparing those two players. I think they're very different, but just it's it's kind of a coincidence that they're you know shooting splits with the exact same in elimination games. But oh well. But Jimmy Butler did get 11 free throws. He made nine. So maybe maybe Denver would have wanted to handle that more. 
But Bam Adebayo, he had another decent game, 20 points, 12 rebounds. And throughout this series, Denver's goal was to just say, hey, if Bam Adebayo is going to beat us, Bam Adebayo is going to beat us. And Bam averaged more points than Jimmy in this series, which under, under normal circumstances, you may think that's okay. But in the NBA playoffs, in the NBA finals no less, you, you want your best player scoring the most points especially if it's a player like Jimmy Butler and on a team like the Miami Heat. You know, if it was the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals and Jalen Brown averaged more points than Jason Tatum, most people wouldn't really care. That's not that big of a deal. This, however, is the fact that, Jim, that Bam Adebayo averaged 21.8 while Jimmy Butler averaged 21.6 may seem in, insignificant, but it's actually pretty important. It just shows you that D- Denver was fully willing to let Bam beat them, fully willing to do it. And Bam actually had a really good series. Bam did play really, really well. He does deserve some credit for keeping Miami alive throughout this series. But at the end of the day, you don't want him. You don't want him taking the most shots out of anybody in the team. Simply put, that's that's not what you're looking for if you're the Miami Heat. So shout out to Michael Malone. Shout out to the Nuggets defense for getting you know getting the situations they want, getting making Miami play how Denver wanted them to play. If you can make a team play how you want them to play, you're always going to have an advantage. And that, that's, what, that's what Denver created. So that, that was really encouraging and helpful for the Nuggets. And in this game, like, through, like I, I said this earlier, throughout this series, Denver had somebody else outside of Nikola Jokic step up and lead the way. You know, in game, in, in, in game one, it was mainly Aaron Gordon. Game one, I feel like, was more even throughout. I can go back and check the box score. It was a long time ago. <laughs> that was June 1st. That was about nearly two weeks ago. I can go back and check that box score. It's loading. And in, in that game, it was, it was um, you know, it was Jamal Murray. It was Aaron Gordon. But Aaron Gordon, he only had 16 points, but he, he bullied them in the paint. That, that one was probably, I said that was the Jamal Murray one. Just Just stay with me. That was the Jamal Murray one. Game three was a Christian Brown one, even though Jamal Murray had another really good game. In game four was the Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon one. And then in game five, it wasn't really any of them. Like, if you look at Denver's top scores, Jokic had 28, Michael Porter had 16, and Jamal Murray had 14. Now, Porter did have 16, but he also took 17 shots, made seven of them, and he still aggressively bricked his three-pointers, one of six. He had 13 rebounds, though, which was really good. Michael Porter Jr. did rebound really well throughout this series. He rebounded the ball really, really well. He averaged, he averaged, uh, where, where's Michael Porter Jr.? He averaged 8.4 rebounds this series, almost as much of his, almost as much as his points. So he does, he does deserve some credit, although he did not shoot the ball well at all. His stats for this, his stats for the series, he, he shot the ball 14.3% from three. He took 28 threes and he made four. He made one of seven. Not 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 good from a from a good three point shooter, but it happens, right? Everyone goes through their slumps. But hey, he's an NBA champion. Why are you criticizing him? He uh, he does deserve credit. He is part of this team, although he did not finish this game. But that still belongs to Bruce Brown because he just plays he plays with a lot of heart. Bruce Brown does. He plays with a lot of heart, and that's what you want in the finals. You want players who have heart who are willing to sacrifice everything for their team. I'm not saying Porter doesn't. I'm just saying Bruce Brown has a tremendous amount of it, and you don't want to take any of the other players out of the game because Jamal Murray is the point guard. He's the leader. KCP is that 3 and D wing who's really helpful. Aaron Gordon is a, phys- Aaron Gordon is a physical bruiser who guards some of the best players on the other team. And Nikola Jokic is Nikola Jokic. That leaves Michael Porter Jr. For Bruce Brown to sub in for because Bruce Brown does need to play. And... And going back to what I was saying about the players leading games, right, other than Nikola Jokic, game one, I still, I still say it's Aaron Gordon, and then game three you had 
you had Brown in Game 4, you had Gordon and Brown, and other Brown, I mean. <laughs> the, the Browns are confusing. But in this game, you didn't really have that, right? You did not really have that. Nikola Jokic really led the way. He really led the way. He had 28 points, 16 rebounds, only 4 assists, but doesn't matter. He only took 16 shots. Michael Porter Jr. took more shots than Nikola Jokic, and Nikola Jokic only took 5 free throws. He only took 5 free throws. And I said this earlier when I, when I, did, I, did, I did a 76ers guide, which for y'all that isn't out yet, but I already have that recorded. I was talking about Joel Embiid, right, and how he doesn't seem to show up in games. Like, if, if he doesn't seem to be able to win a game when he's the only one on his game. Nikola Jokic won this game when no one else really had a good game. Michael Porter Jr. shot the ball 7-17 seven, seven in this game. Jamal Murray, 6-15. of 15. Bruce Brown, 4-14. of 14. Aaron Gordon, 1 of 6. Even KCP, 4 of, four of 10. These guys did not shoot the ball well at all. Like, they did not have good games. But Nikola Jokic willed this team to victory. Obviously, the defense had a lot to do with it. Miami did not have a great game either. But Nikola Jokic said, we're winning this game. doesn't matter how. I'm, I'm going to help y'all. But, I mean, obviously, you have to have teammates, right? Teammates are going to be vitally important. But... The best player is the one who spearheads this. He's the one who spearheads this. Nikola Jokic spearheads this team. Whether he's scoring, whether he's setting screens, whether he's passing, he is the leader for this team. And he led them to this win. He did it by himself. He won a game by himself. The best players in the NBA can win games by themselves. That's what I was saying about Joel Embiid. Can he in the playoffs? I don't know. Nikola Jokic apparently can as he won game five of the NBA Finals. And that was the clincher. That was the clincher for the Denver Nuggets. So Nikola Jokic, like I said, if, if you didn't know already, just further solidified himself as one of the best players in the league. And, and Denver's, whole, Denver's whole rotation, they play eight players. They don't play a lot of guys. They play eight players. Obviously, De- DeAndre Jordan got a couple minutes because of early foul trouble for Jokic and Gordon. But they have eight players that they play consistently. All eight of these guys serve a purpose that's really important. You know, Jamal Murray... I I already I did a brief overview of all these guys. Jamal Murray, he's the point guard, right? He's a scorer, he's a passer, he's a leader, and he's you know he can he can give you 35 points if you if you really need him to. KCP, three and D wing, typically shoots the ball really well. Not 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 t- t- last night, but he typically does really well. Michael Porter Jr., he's usually a really good scorer, and he rebounds the ball really well in this one. Aaron Gordon, the physical bruiser who, who can defend well, who can rebound well. Aaron Gordon with a great trade. Absolutely great trade. They only gave up, what, Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a pick? Great trade. Nikola Jokic is the MVP. He's the leader of this team. He's who everyone centers around. Everyone, you know, comes, comes and plays around. Then you have Jeff Green, you know, the wily veteran. He does his job offensively. He does his job defensively. 3 and D forward. Jeff Green, he may, he may not seem great, but... He, he is actually a very valuable player. He plays really well. Bruce Brown, as I said, he plays with heart. He plays with so much heart. And you really need guys who play with heart. You really need guys who play with heart. And Bruce Brown plays with a ton of it. Plays with a ton of it. And he gives you more than just heart on the court. He does a lot for this Nuggets team. And then Christian Brown, right? He's a rookie who's able to play big minutes. He's a rookie who's able to play big-time minutes in the NBA Finals, no less, and just play really consistent. That game three performance he had was only like 15 points, but that, that man came out there scoring everything. 
He was scoring everything. It wasn't even threes. It was not even threes. Christian Brown, really important. The eight guys that the Nuggets play all serve purposes. They're all really good. <laughs> Going back to Christian Brown, the dude has won two straight championships now. <laughs> one in Kansas, one in Denver. So uh, maybe you know he's your he's your he's he's the new Patrick McCall if, if y'all if y'all if y'all get that reference being on the 2018 Golden State Warriors and the 2019 Toronto Raptors. But yeah, the Denver Nuggets team from top to bottom is really good. And and further further emphasizing how how impressive this game this game uh, game five win was the Nuggets shot the ball five of twenty eight from the from three. 18%. Sure, Miami shot pretty crap too. 9 of 35. But that is better than what Denver shot. That is better than what Denver shot. Not to mention the fact that the Nuggets shot only that the Nuggets only took 84 shots this game. Miami took 96. This is the second time this has happened in this series. I think it was game 3 where this happened. Where Miami shot way more shots than Denver. Yet Denver won the game. Why is that? The rebounding. Miami's rebounds, 44. Denver Denver's rebounds, 57. That is a ridiculous discrepancy. And Den- the reason why Denver didn't get as many shots off is because they committed 14 turn- turnovers. Miami only committed 13. And Denver, they shot like they, they shot really bad from the free throw line this game. They shot 13 of 23. That is really, really bad from the free throw line. And yet they were still able to win. Just 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 insanity. Insanity from the Denver Nuggets. And I do want to take the last few minutes to talk about the Miami Heat. Because this series was unlike any of the other ones, right? The, the Milwaukee series, they were kind of a surprise. They're like, oh, dang, look, the, the Heat are beating Miami. Didn't Jimmy Butler, 56 points. You, you know, everyone was just going crazy. Like, wow, an 18 is going to beat a 1 seed. This, is, this doesn't happen very often. And Jimmy Butler goes out there and does it. Second round, I honestly would have said Miami was going to win that series based on how they did the first one. But people still doubted them. People still doubted them. Then they went to Boston. I didn't think they were going to win that. But some people did. You know, some people did. And... They won that, you know. They, they they keep on winning. They keep on winning. Sure, they almost blew with they almost blew a three three zero lead. Keyboards almost. They did not blow a three three zero lead. They almost did, but they they won the series. They got to the finals, and then something happened. I don't I don't know what happened. I don't know if they just ran to the juggernaut that was the Denver Nuggets. That could have been it, or if it was the fact that they, the the the, the role players didn't do what they normally did. The role players that they put did not do. What they normally did in this series, Gabe Vincent was the leading guy outside of Jimmy and Bam. He had 11.4 points per game this series, only 2.4 assists and one steal. But if you look at his shooting splits, they're not great. 38.2% from the field, 33% from three. Not what you want. Kyle Lowry did have a pretty good series. He had 10.8 points, four four rebounds, 4.8 assists, 42.5% from the field, not great. 42.3% from three. Duncan Robinson also was pretty good. He was actually the fifth leading scorer on this team, and he played a lot less minutes than some of these other guys. A lot less minutes. He averaged 7.8 points. 43% from three is really, really good. But the guys who I think you're probably most upset with in this series, the guys that you're like, we have to have them playing better, are Kayla Martin and, most importantly, Max Struess. Max Struess did not do himself a favor. I think he's a free agent, and he did not do himself any favors in this series. He really just did not. He was not on his game. But as a three-point shooter, that that is what's kind of that's kind of what 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 it is. You know, you're either hitting your threes or you're not. And this series, Struess was not. And obviously, you 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 want that to be better. But I think Denver deserves some credit there, right? Denver knew what they needed to do. They're like, hey, we can't let these guys get good open looks. I don't know what how how many Struess's shots were open, but he wasn't making them. He was not making them throughout this series from start to finish. He was not making them. He had one game, I think he had four. 
but he hit four early, and then he started shooting more, and he missed it. I think Miami Heat fans will probably be upset with his, his, his play in this series. It was not good. It was not good. But you can't go back and change it, you know. It, it ended up how it ended up. But if you were going to go back and change it, you would want, you would want him to make threes. Six points a game out of Max Struess, not what you want. Caleb Martin also did not have the Boston series that he had. You know, he only averaged seven points this series. No, nope, that's that's that. Yeah, he, he averaged 7.4 points. Not a great series out of Caleb Martin, especially considering that he was, you know, one of the Game 7 heroes, right? They needed him that Game 7 against Boston. They really needed him. And he stepped up and he played. Did not really do that this series. So Miami, they were just let down by their role players. They were just physically outmatched. Denver was better personnel-wise. And Denver, Denver did not underestimate them. Denver came out and just pounded them pounding them from game one through game five they pounded them and this game too this game five showed a lot of resilience on Denver's part this is the first game they were really trailing you know game one they had it really most of the way game two they had it but they blew it game three they had it most of the way game four they had it most of the way game five Miami was in the lead most of the way Denver catches them at the end sure Miami gets right back up even but Denver has the resilience to finish that game off after being down for the majority of it the other close game in this series, Miami won. Denver was 0-1 in the close games. They came out here and they won this game. It was close. And they won it. It was important. And that, that just shows a lot of resilience from this Denver team. We hadn't really, they hadn't really been forced into a position where they needed to show resilience. But they, they had one, and they, and they did it. So this Denver team, you know, from, from a personnel perspective, they were better. From a physicality perspective, they were better. From a, you know, players who were playing, you know, they, they, their players played better, although players in this series just, you know, collectively played, did not play well. Players in this series collectively did not play very well, but, it, you know, that, that happens. Players have bad series, but, like, a lot of them in the NBA Finals is kind of rare, but Nikola Jokic was by far the best player on the court every time he stepped on it, and he willed this Denver Nuggets team to a series win, to, a, to, a, to an NBA Finals win, to an, and you know, to an NBA championship. So congratulations to Nikola Jokic. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. This is the last time I'm going to be able to talk about a basketball game until, until summer league's fairly close, actually. I'll talk about games then. But Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets are your 2023 NBA champions. Well-deserved, well well-earned. They are the best team in the NBA this season. I, I do believe that. I, I don't think it would have had them winning. I would probably would have had Milwaukee winning. <laughs> Milwaukee didn't get that far. But Denver was the best team in the playoffs. They looked like the best team in the playoffs. And they proved it here, winning against the Miami Heat in five games. But if y'all did enjoy this podcast, make sure to show your support on whatever streaming service you're listening on. I really do appreciate y'all listening for with y'all, y'all listening with the poor auto, audio quality because, as I said, I'm in a hotel. But... I gotta, I gotta do what I can to talk about the NBA Finals, right? But as I said, that's gonna do it for today's podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, I'm out.